0: Smart home show number 23 the guest Chris Boros with thread that new initiative announced last week my name is Michael Wolf stay tuned Hey everyone, Mike Wolf here. Welcome back to the Smart Home Show. You may have noticed I took last week off. I was on vacation down in Oregon. I live up here in Washington State and occasionally we take a drive down south to the state below us. It's a great place. But just like last time when I went off, took a few days off, a whole bunch of things exploded in the smart home. I I don't quite think that the smart home and internet of things industry understands that there is Such a thing as vacation and summer, apparently they don't really care about when I, at least I'm taking vacation, but hey, that's fine. Because when I was gone, guess what? Last week, there was a new initiative announced, the Thread Group, which is a new communication and networking protocol standard and initiative uh, initiated by companies such as Nest, Samsung, a company called Big Ass Fans, which I actually never heard of before, uh, and A few others, Yell Locks, for example, and uh, it was kind of a really interesting new initiative. It's a communication protocol built on top of 802.15.4. If any of you are familiar with the world of networking, you're probably familiar with that standard. It's the same uh, radio standard, Mac and File Air to get technical, that Zigbee sits on top of, that 6Lopan sits on top of. And, and Thread actually uses 6LowPan. It's a mesh networking technology, low power. And so it was a fairly big move, I thought. And I think a lot of other people thought the same thing. It was a little bit surprising. And so I thought I'd catch up with Chris Boros, the president of the Thread Group. He's also a Nest employee. And ask him what this this thing's all about. And so we talk about Thread. We talk about how it differs you certainly can get some of that by obviously reading some of the writing out there, going to the Thread Group or going to ThreadGroup.org. But I think what he told me and some of the stuff we talked about was uh, fairly illuminating, illuminating for me. One of the questions I had was whether or not you can actually run uh, Zigbee as well as Thread on the same radio simultaneously. Uh, and he said that is possible. It depends on the silicon. I thought that was interesting. And we also talked a little bit about uh, the underlying technology uh, and how, what the origins were if it was based on the Weave uh, networking technology from Nest. And I think his answer may surprise you. It c- c- runs a little bit different from what I've seen out there in the reports. So listen to the podcast. If you're nerdy into smart home, if you're nerdy into the technical side, this is a good one. You'll understand a little bit more, I think, about Thread what it what it means and what the implications potentially could be. So, I want to thank Chris Boris for spending time with me. If you want to find more smart home shows, just go to technology.fm. You could find more there, just look for the smart home show or just subscribe to us in iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're feeling generous, leave a review. We always appreciate that. I should note that I do have another conversation coming up with the president, the head of Z-Wave Alliance, cuz I wanted to catch up with him and hear what they're up to, also I get his opinion. On what uh, thread means, because obviously they have some opinions as well, and that'll be the next podcast. I'll publish it either late this week or early next week, and I hope to have a bunch of new Smart Home shows coming fast and furious over the next few weeks because I'm not taking any more time off for a while. So, so once again, everyone, thanks for listening. My name is Michael Wolf, and here's my conversation with Chris Boros. Hey, well, I want to welcome Chris Boros, the president of the Threat Group. Hey, Chris, how are you doing, man?
1: Good, thanks. How are you?
0: doing? Well, you're also uh, with Nest. What's your role with Nest?
1: I'm in the product marketing team. I'm a technical product marketing manager
0: here at Nest. And so last week, um, Thread, the Thread group was introduced, and it was a fairly ambitious, uh, I think, new announcement in that it was uh, a new Internet of Things uh, initiative that also included a new, I guess, protocol stack. So, But I'm sure you could do a much better job of giving me the pitch and describing what Thread is. So can, can you tell us what Thread is?
1: Sure, absolutely. So Thread is um, a secure wireless uh, mesh networking protocol for your home and its connected products. And Thread Group is uh, an organization that's been formed to help drive Thread. It's been formed by seven founding companies uh, and it's been formed to, to basically promote Thread's use in, in connected products for the home. One of the
0: things you said when you when you kind of described in some of the text on the on your site is that you looked around at what was out there, some of the existing wireless standards, and felt that you didn't quite None of them quite met the needs that you felt needed to be met in terms of creating uh, a low-power mesh uh, wireless standard for the for the Internet of Things for consumer for the home. Tell us why. What what were what what are you doing with Thread that is different from what's out there?
1: So you know when you compare Thread to a bunch of different technologies that are existing. Um, you know, uh, uh, Thread is similar to some and different from others, you know, in, in various different ways. And there's several different, well, many different technologies that you can compare Thread to. But the, the sort of key things that we were looking for in Thread is that it had to be, a, a, you know, had to be a, a native IP-based network, so it had to carry IPv6 traffic. It had to be an open protocol um, and uh, had to be very, very secure and user-friendly um, had to run over existing 802.15.4 radio silicon and products that had shipped with 15.4 already. And it had to be really, really low no power consumption. You know, we want this to to work in products for the home um, that are battery-powered, that, that could be in awkward, hard-to-reach places in the home. Uh, and we didn't want the consumers, the, consumer, the homeowners, to have to run around, you know, changing batteries every couple of months or anything like that. We wanted products people could deploy, or technology that enabled products it could, could deploy that would last for years and years off a, a single battery.
0: And it's interesting to me because it, it felt like a lot of the, I guess, the newer entrance to Internet of Things, to smart home, had started to look at low-power Wi-Fi and Bluetooth low-energy as potentially the new wireless communication uh, protocols and radios that would potentially display some of the, I guess, the initial wave of products or technologies like Z-Wave and Zigbee. Why did you guys not necessarily look at low-power Wi-Fi or Bluetooth low-energy?
1: So, you know, we think that Thread is is absolutely um, – uh, it's definitely not a replacement for, for Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. We right. see it as, um, you know, as, as, a, as another network that can be used to augment Wi-Fi in the home. So, you know, Wi-Fi is extremely good technology. It's been very well deployed. It's in, you know – almost all of the homes I imagine that Thread will be going into in the future. And we we basically see those two networks working together. And the common carrier that that basically binds those two networks together, we want that to be IPv6. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And in the future, I think Bluetooth is going to be supporting IPv6 as well. So you can imagine all three of those networks working together, transmitting or communicating via IPv6 in the home And I think that's going to to open up some really interesting network architectures and product uh, features and use cases for the consumer when you have all of these networks being able to communicate back and forth using IPv6.
0: One of the things that obviously will help you guys get a fast start is you didn't go uh, to the well again to create entirely new radio and find Mac and that you guys are using the existing IEEE 802.15.4 radios that are out there, which of which there are millions out there. So talk about yeah. that decision. Um, I think it was a wise one, but talk about why you, why you did that.
1: I, I think when we, when we looked at the, um, the the problem space that we're trying to solve with Thread, we just we knew that we didn't, because 15.4 is actually a very good radio interface um, and it's been well tested and there's lots of silicon from different vendors and it's been very well proven, it's a, a, it just seemed like a really good basis for for the, the MACFI layer uh, of what, you know, basically what thread will run over. Um, so it was actually, it was, a, you know, we there was all sorts of different things we could have picked, but, you know, when we looked at all the different technologies out there, uh, what's available, uh, what's coming down the line, you know, it seemed like 15 4 was the obvious choice to, to run thread over. And as you say, you know, it's shipped in millions upon millions of nodes, and, and there's all sorts of products. Out there, uh, that people have shipped uh, with 15.4 and other network interfa- uh, network protocols, we uh, we expect that them to basically maybe create new software versions of those products to move them over to Thread networks as well in the future. So it makes the sort of the the, the barrier to entry, or not barrier to entry, but the sort of development path for, for taking a, an existing product and moving it over to Thread. If you already have 15.4 in your product, it's it's, it's it speeds up the whole process and. Um, ginormously.
0: And in particular, you guys are also using 6 low pan. so talk about that decision.
1: So 6LowPan is, is a really um, nice piece of technology for obviously for, for compressing IPv6 packets into 15.4 frames. So, um, you know, it just, again, that seemed like a, a really good solution to how you pass IPv6 over 15.4, and we just decided to use that because that was a really good solution to the problem. Um, and uh, that's a technology that's been around for a while. It's been standardised inside of IETF, and, and it's been shipped, and, and it, it works well. So it was a, it was a bit of a no brainer to base thread on to flow band.
0: Some of the the existing wireless radios out there and, and protocols, uh, Z-Wave and Zigbee, you know, they've had some comments since you guys came out. I mean, Z-Wave in particular had some harsh comments on CCE Pro, but I think they felt that you know you're basically ignoring what is a fairly large install base. Uh, of, of low power, f- fairly uh, proven, field tested technologies. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: I, I think, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I read some of those comments, and you know, it's, it's sort of hard to comment back on those comments, I guess. But you know, we're. Uh, I think the way we look at things is a lot of the technologies that are out there that have been out there and have been deployed for a long time. You know, they're great for certain types of products and certain use cases, but. Uh, in a lot of cases, they were designed, you know, a long time ago, and they didn't really have, I guess, the, the sort of the, the the new era of connected products. Um, it wasn't apparent, you know, the use cases weren't apparent. And Threaded, I think we feel like it's because it's based on IPv6 and, and and some new technologies like that. It's basically a better fit for the internet things going forward because it's based on internet protocols and it's based on the vector for the internet at large, which is moving from IPv4 to IPv6. Um, but, I, you know, it's a big market. There's all sorts of different products and, and services people want to roll out, and I think that, you know, time will tell.
0: There's a lot of, like you said, and we talked about a lot of uh, existing 15.4 radios out there. A lot of them, you know, until you guys came out, I, I had anticipated, particularly in the home, uh, you know, like on Revolve has a radio in their, their hub. Um, certainly there's a lot of radios in a lot of set-top boxes that run 15.4. And I had always anticipated those may ultimately run Zigbee. One of the questions I had for you is, can you simultaneously run Zigbee and, and Thread on the same radio?
1: It really depends on the chip itself. Um, so some chips can actually um, can can run two networks back simultaneously. Some can't. Um, so I think um, product manufacturers can uh, can kind of decide based on the chips that they want to use what they want to do there. But it is possible to to attach to uh, to, to two separate 15.4 networks in parallel. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it, theoretically, if you have the right chipset, yeah, you can. Yeah, or you can you can you know move from one network uh, to another. But there's some software complexities around that and duty cycling between different networks that's again uh, potentially a possibility for certain types of network devices but it's complicated from a software
0: perspective got it you know certainly a lot of the uh, the talk about um, thread when it came out was or a lot of people were wondering if some of this technology was taken and developed earlier on by nest with with weave with which was your own proprietary protocol is there is the original foundation of thread based on weave
1: yeah um, so weave is, is separate from thread, and it's, it's, it's not a weave and thread different technologies. Um, Nest products today run a version of, of thread in some of them, uh, and weave is a separate separate thing that's outside of the scope of thread.
0: Okay, so but you guys are running running essentially what is a version of thread in, in, in your thermostats? Uh, that's correct, yeah. Okay. You guys are have drawn parallels between what you want to do with Wi-Fi, with the Wi-Fi organization, uh, in that you guys are not only going to create branding and awareness around Thread, but also you're going to be a certification uh, organization. So talk about uh, some of the goals around Thread in terms of uh, certification and, and what you guys will do there.
1: Yeah, so we want to, you know, obviously help companies uh, deploy Thread products into the field. And I think one of the important things um, as part of that development process is is offering um uh, certification um from the 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 organization who's has developed the technology, basically having a set of tests that you can run against the product um during its development, but also before it ships to make sure that it's going to interoperate with other thread products and there's no security holes, make sure everything is correctly implemented, just so that both the products the, the company shipping the product um, know that, that the product is ready to ship. But also um, potentially for the consumer, um, you know, they can actually see that this product's gone through certification tests and it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to, there's going to be a good user experience. The product is going to operate at the network layer exactly how it should. Um, yeah, we think that's a, a, an important thing for uh, an organization like Thread Group to, to provide.
0: And certainly I, I anticipate – I think you guys talked a little bit about building – doing some brand building and consumer awareness. How how ambitious are your goals around building awareness with consumers around Thread? Certainly you, you don't see this happen very often, but Wi-Fi and Bluetooth certainly are, are household names, uh, which er- originally started as fairly uh, sophisticated uh, technical technologies and, and standards. Do you anticipate at some point that the average consumer will know what Thread is?
1: Yeah, potentially yes. We'd like that to happen. Yeah.
0: To to that end, I guess what what are some of the things you have planned? Obviously, with certification, you'll have probably works with Thread on on packaging as one of the things that that manufacturers can have. What are some other ideas?
1: Um, so there's there's a, a whole set of different marketing plans around getting Thread out and um, into both. You know, right now, Thread is the, the Thread organization is targeting. Uh, products and service manufacturers uh, and, and making sure that they know about Thread and the benefits of Thread. Uh, and when we open up membership, but, you know, we obviously want lots of different companies to join Thread um, and help promote it, but also use the technology in their real products. And when those products start hitting the market, you know, I think it makes sense for Thread to start rolling out some additional marketing to help promote those products. Um, potentially even to the end user. So there's all sorts of scope for interesting campaigns and interesting marketing plans in the future around Thread and Thread-enabled products. But until those products are kind of at a stage where people can actually go and, uh, and acquire them through retail, then I think we want to hold back until that time. the timing is right, basically.
0: And the timeline, as I understand it, for the Thread rollout, uh, it certainly hinges a little bit on certification. In my understanding is certification will happen later, late in 2014, and we'll probably see product in early 2015?
1: Um, So membership to the Thread Group um, is going to open up and technical information is going to be available to members later this year. And the actual certification plan, um, the certification program, is going to roll out in the first half of next
0: year. Okay, first half of next year. So
1: potentially, yeah, so certified products can can come in, obviously, after certification program, gone live.
0: So it sounds like we won't, Potentially see thread products on store shelves for a year. If you're talking about uh, middle of next year, is that a long time? It seems like one of the, the the advantages that you guys have building on top of 15.4 silicon is you can move to market fast. But it sounds like it's going to be at least a year.
1: So there's you know there's a lot of pieces that, uh, that product have. It depends on the type of what wireless product that you're that you're making. Um, so a year to develop a product is. is Obviously, it depends on the type of product, but that's actually, in a lot of cases, quite a fast product development plan. And there are actually other thread products already in development right now. Um, So, you know, we expect them to to start hitting the market next year, yeah. But there should be more than one. In fact, there should be a lot of them.
0: And do you expect that there will be pre-certified Products out there. I mean, you know, a lot of what we've seen with the the Wi-Fi world, which I followed pretty closely over the past decade, is there's always, for example, like uh, pre pre dot eleven n. Like, there's always like products that come out before the standard and before certification. Is that something you guys are going to welcome or you're going to police against that?
1: Um, I don't know. I potentially that's something that we could we could do. Uh, it would all depend on. We'd have to make sure that those products could definitely be, you know, software upgraded in the field. So there, there is there is scope for things like that. But um, you know, right now we're contemplating that, that the products would be certified against the the, the, the the final version of the specification.
0: And you had seven founding members. Um, a lot of them are, are fairly familiar names. There was a couple that I, you know, big ass fans. is one that's fairly new entrant to the space. So what well, what went into selecting the different founding members.
1: So um, it was really a, a bunch of discussions that happened where we, we we talked about really the the technology, the requirements, and what was available on the market. And it was really finding like minded companies that agreed that, that something like Tred was required. Um, and, and different companies joined for different reasons and have different ambitions in this space. So I can't really talk to any specifics about any of those companies, but they're all all seven founding companies are, are like minded in in. Uh, in regards to threat and the need for threat and the timing for threat. There
0: certainly has been um, no shortage of, of new initiatives trying to build uh, some coalitions around either either technical standards or, or I guess, re, dis, uh, decrease the amount of balkanization out there, of which there's a lot in the space. You know, the Open Internet Consortium, which is, you know, backed by Intel was announced, uh, certainly, there's, there's all join out there, Apple with their HomeKit. Uh, how do you see yourselves working with all these other different initiatives?
1: So yeah, the Thread group wants certainly to to work with different organizations um, out there, and I think a lot of them are, are going to be complementary to what Thread is looking for, because Thread is that networking layer. Um, it's a, it basically is a networking stack yep. that provides an IPv6 interface, so you can run all sorts of different things over it. Um, and, you know, over time, we, we want Thread to, I mean, Thread's been designed with sort of flexibility at the application layer. So, you know, we, we, we want to see different um, software frameworks, application layers, and applications sort of enabling frameworks like some of the different alliances you mentioned uh, to be able to run over Thread, hopefully in the in not too distant future.
0: Hey, well, Chris Boras, uh, thank you for taking time and talking to us a little bit about Thread.
1: Thank you very much. Good talking to you, too.
0: So that's it. I hope if you wanted to learn more about Thread, about what they're up to, what it means, what the technology is, I hope you learned a little bit there. I want to thank Chris Boros for spending some time with me. Once again, if you want to listen to more Smart Home Shows, there's there's 23 of them now. So check them out. Go to technology.fm. You'll find them there. Look for the Smart Home Show or just subscribe on iTunes Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud as well. Once again, thanks everyone for listening. My name is Michael Wolf. We'll talk to you soon.